0: Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation. Annex Wealth Management is a proud member of the Barron's Top Advisor List and the Financial Times Top 300. Know the difference. It's
1: Team Tech Trust. And good morning, Southwest Florida. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. Pleased to be here on Sunday, April 11th. My name is Danny Clayton. You'll hear me say it a couple of times. Know the difference. It's one team, one plan, one fee. We're talking about one team that handles investment and retirement planning and tax planning and estate planning under one roof. One plan that is built for you, nobody else, in one fee. We're a fee-only fiduciary. That means zero commissions. That means complete fee transparency. Joining us in the studio today, Todd Voigt, Chief Investments. Strategist at Annex Wealth Management. Good morning to you. Good morning. Mark Beck
2: is Director of Wealth Management Services. Good morning to you. Hey, Danny. Good morning. So, Todd, a couple of things to kick off right away. Every week, well, at least almost every week, we get some gauge of where we're headed with the economy as we continue to sort of take the temperature, right? This is sort of our forward-looking way to assess economic growth, expansion, and also to keep an eye on the risks. And we saw one from this past week kind of blew the doors off of expectations. I thought we should talk about that in terms of the good and the bad, basically. But this is the ISM Services Index. I think it was Monday it was released way ahead of expectations. And, of course, you always have that little light bulb that goes off that says, hey, this also maybe indicates some caution.
3: You know, that's exactly right, because every time you've seen a spike in the ISM Services Index, I mean, and you've had uh, several of them like this at this level the past few decades, Followed by significant decline for, for what reasons I couldn't tell you right offhand, but it's interesting that you have these spikes. And the the more fascinating part about this is that the the epicenter of this crisis and pandemic last year was centered right over services. Services are usually more resilient to economic decline you know so it's manufacturing agricultural sectors that are hurt by recession services tend to be more resilient and that that dates back to even the great depression
2: well but in this past cycle right when we went through economic shutdown due to the covid period the things that were directly affected by the lockdown Primarily service related. I mean, you right. couldn't go do the things that would allow you to
3: consume services,
2: right? right? So that's what, made this, uh, yeah,
3: that's what made this recession unique. It was, again, centered on services. The other aspect of that is when it comes to wages, you know, a lot of lower paid workers were let go. So that made average hourly wages rise, actually. Now you'll start seeing that come down. And so that's going to be misinterpreted or confusing. Why would average hourly wages go down? It's because more services and lower paid jobs are coming back online. So we saw a big spike in
2: hiring, right? So sort of follow the sequence of events here, you get an economy that's reopening, you get this huge spike in hiring, a lot of which is in that service industry, because people are kind of coming out of, you know, the COVID lockdown period. And so the demand for services is there, but you're right, so a little bit of a decline in hourly wages, average hourly wages, Um, but that's probably going to be short lived. So extrapolate these things out and we continue to see basically what is the fed looking for the feds looking for several months in a row where we're adding maybe in the ballpark of a million jobs a month and couple that together with the increased demand for services
3: that comes along with it and you're going to see this continued hiring and and the important thing to keep in mind for listeners is that you've got two types of forecasts, the market forecast and the economic forecast. Economic forecast can look rather rosy. The market forecast can be mixed. You know, there's this debate on the valuation of the markets and how expensive and, and so forth. So when you've got this extra rosy picture for the economy, it's already baked into the numbers. So investors may want to, that's the time to really start thinking about reducing or hedging or changing the the composition of the portfolio. It's not after the fact.
2: Well, and so talking about market outlook and, uh, you know, that's where you start to turn your attention towards valuation levels, you know, given the low interest rate environment, can you value the market right now? Is it fairly valued? You know, how do we assess this in an unusual environment?
3: You know, there's an old standby metric called the PE ratio. You, you, you could be my sister, know absolutely nothing about the market. And I just say it's like the weather. The average lows on the day, average highs on the day, and average. Well, if that range is 14 to 20, the market's trading at 22, it's expensive. Lesson to be learned there is it can get more expensive. 25 is expensive. Well, you know, at the peaks in valuation in the markets in twenty nine ninety nine, they were thirty two. We're at thirty, so you know you're in an, uh, an expensive market.
1: Todd Boyd, chief investment strategist, Annex Wealth Management. Thanks for joining us this morning. Thank you. Mark Beck, Director of Wealth Management Services. We're going to stick around. we got a half an hour. It's going to be action-packed still to come. How much life insurance do you need? How do you figure that out? One of our financial planning team members joins us. Also, Brian Fiore, Branch Director, Annex Wealth Management, Naples. Five things that can happen in your own family that could put a dent in your retirement plan. Coming up on the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News.
4: It starts with a call. With one call, you can start seeing your future more clearly. If your financial picture is cloudy because you're getting conflict Tax, investment, and estate planning advice, help is a call or a click away. Annex Wealth Management's team works to get your investment plan in line with your tax plan and your estate plan. Build confidence with one team working to create one comprehensive plan as a fee only fiduciary. Annex Wealth Management. One team, one plan, one fee. Annexwealth.com.
0: Straight talk from a fee only fiduciary. It's time to know the difference. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. Know the
1: Difference with Annex Wealth Management, joined by Ron Johnson, Senior Financial Planner and a CFP at Annex Wealth Management. Welcome back, Ron. Thanks, Danny. Age-old question, how much life insurance does one need? That's what we're going to explore here. Are you ready to rock? Yep, let's go. So my first question might be the toughest. Is there even a correct answer to this question?
5: You know, Danny, this is one of those topics that there's not an absolute right or wrong answer here. There's lots of different approaches that you can take, and we'll talk about those. Cool. I nosed around on the internet, and
1: I, of course, found some stuff. I was also inundated with solicitations for insurance. In fact, probably the first page and a half of results... What I did find was a couple of rules of thumb. I want to run by you. The first is multiply your income by 10 to find out how much coverage you need. What do you think of that?
5: Yeah, this is a a very common, very simple approach. I've even heard as high as 12 times income. It's a good approach, especially if you're not working with a financial planner and you're wondering just, you know, how much should I buy? You know, this is a great starting point. Depending, though, Danny, on your age, you could leave yourself either over or underinsured. So it it is a rule of thumb, right? Rule of thumb number two,
1: buy 10 times your income plus $100,000 per child for college expenses. I can see where that might make some sense.
5: Yeah, absolutely. But again, it's a rule of thumb. So if you've already got a savings plan in place, maybe you don't need quite that much additional insurance. It just depends on your individual situation. But if you're um, just thinking on your own, how much insurance should I get? You know, I would rather see people be overinsured than underinsured. So it's a good approach.
1: Ron Johnson, senior financial planner at Annex Wealth Management and a CFP and a husband and father. So I'm sure this is something you're very well aware of and have it planned out because that's how you work. How much life insurance do you need? Rule number three is what's called the dime formula. I hadn't heard of that. That's debt and final expenses, income, mortgage, education, D
5: I M E. How about that? Yeah, interesting approach. But I would conclude that using this approach will probably leave you overinsured. And here's why because your income actually funds your debt, your mortgage, your education goals. So by getting enough life insurance, To cover all of this, you've probably doubled up a little bit. Now, again, having too much term insurance is a much better problem to have than not enough. But I think this approach would leave you with a little bit too much. So here's how typically I like to approach this. The first thing is, let's just understand what life insurance is supposed to do. It's protection against dying too young, right? Particularly before retirement, because if you have a financial plan in place, What life insurance does is if you die before retirement, it's intended to replace that income that you had planned on receiving until retirement. That's what life insurance is supposed to do. So the best approach here, Danny, is to take a look at your age, take a look at your retirement goal, and then take a look at your income expectations between now and then and get enough life insurance to replace that because your income is what funds all your goals. So if you go away, Replace your income, your goals, and your lifestyle remain in place for your loved ones.
1: Turning things
5: around, is there a point when somebody does not need life insurance? Yep. Like I just mentioned, life insurance is protection against dying too young, Danny. Once you retire, you don't have income coming in anymore. So there's not really anything to insure. There's no longer an insurable interest there. Now, this doesn't apply to everybody, some people need insurance to provide for instance estate liquidity maybe they have a business they're protecting but that's outside of the norm for most of us that work for an employer our lives retire, our income goes away, there's no longer an insurable interest and no need for life insurance. Maybe those funds go to things like long-term care or is that a different conversation? Yeah, yeah, right. So some policies have riders on them that that can cover long-term care. That's something you want to look into. Some life insurance policies you can do a 1035 exchange and purchase a policy that has a long-term care writer on it. So something to consider. That's why you want to talk to a financial planner to see what you have. See, ladies and gentlemen, I knew it, Ron knows these answers. Back to the start of our
1: conversation, I mentioned Googling, how much insurance do I need? I was overwhelmed by the number of ads I saw for insurance products. You name it, they've been invented, term, whole life, universal life, index
5: universal life, variable, variable universal. It's a huge list. Yes. All kinds of different products out there intended to serve people in different types of situations. Sometimes they're appropriate for some people, but not others. It really takes an expert to walk you through what's available. I would say, though, Danny, for 90% of the people out there, what you need is term life insurance to get you from today until retirement. Our financial planning team reviews all of our clients' life
1: insurance needs. Eric Strom has an excellent segment on it. That is on the Annex Wealth Management YouTube channel. We encourage people to check that out. Ron Johnson, Senior Financial Planner and a CAP at Annex Wealth Management. As always, thank you for your insight. Thanks, Danny. And this is the Annex Wealth Management Show, Sunday, April 11th, 92.5 Fox News. Spring is here and hope is in the air in Southwest Florida. Is your investment and retirement plan ready? It's time to move forward. At Annex Wealth Management, we're a fee-only fiduciary, which means our focus is your plan, not what we can sell you. Our job is simple, provide clear, concise guidance for your investment, retirement, tax, and estate plan. All of it. First step, visit AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. There is a significant difference between financial advisors. Know the difference with a fee-only
0: fiduciary. Start today at AnnexWealth.com custom-tailored investment and retirement planning from a fee-only fiduciary know the difference this is the annex wealth management show we're back with brian fiore branch director annex wealth
1: management naples good sunday morning brian good morning danny well there's enough competition out there so it's a little bit unnerving to know about five things that can happen within your family that can put a dent in your retirement planning Brian, let's talk about them. The first is paying for your child's college education. I'm sure you've got experience with this.
5: <laughs>
6: yes. So these are these are five things that compete to put a dent <laughs> yep. in your financial well-being. Um, so I'm sure most people are aware that historically uh, higher education costs are one of the expenses in life that has been inflating more than most, that in medical care, health care. That's probably not a surprise. In my case, I have a son second year at University of Florida and a daughter who's going to be a freshman in college next year. We used Coverdell Education Savings Accounts and then a regular side saving and investment account as we got closer to meet the needs. And that worked out fine. But I'm sure folks know there are many ways, 529 plans and state-sponsored plans and little plans that round up whenever you buy something, they round up to the next dollar and put it in an account. You know, things like that. So there are many ways for parents and grandparents to save and invest. The magic is actually doing it, saving and investing periodically. And the sooner you start, if you have 18 years to get to college, you know, if you start when they're one, that's better than starting when they're 10. And at Annex, we have planning to show visually how this looks to help people with these decisions and plan for it by
1: things that can happen within your family that can put a dent in your retirement planning, and the second may be related to the first, which is supporting adult children. So get them to a good school, get them educated, and then you don't have to pay later. But you know, situations have changed (laughs) so much, a lot of kids have had to move back. What do you think about supporting adult children?
6: Yeah, what we want to avoid is having parents having to spend their retirement nest egg to support their adult children who should be capable of supporting themselves. I've seen it, it happens. Parents want to care for their children. So I think the expectation is you help kids educate themselves, go through college. And I think you need to make sure you impress upon them that they're supposed to learn paths that they enjoy in college and things that they are maybe better at than others and that they're capable of earning a living on in the future and that you're expected to start earning your way through college or after college and be able to make a living, but also remind people to build your personal network as you go through college at university folks and alumni, because these people are going to be a network for you to when you get out of school and, and help you find employment or, or start businesses, things like that. So don't just go to college to learn something and forget about everybody else that's around there. Networking always helps in college or anywhere else.
1: In little things, Brian, like, you know, get them off your cell phone plan, right? You know, eventually they're going to pay for their own cell phone.
6: Yeah, I agree. Unfortunately, I have a few clients who still do that, and I don't get it. And, you know, we have those discussions. Eventually, that'll stop. But, yeah, um, they're they're on their own supporting themselves, and somehow they're on a family plan. You know, the plan of four or five is, I guess, a little cheaper than if you got your own plan by yourself.
1: Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News with Brian Fiore, Branch Director at Annex Wealth Management Naples. Five things that can happen within your family that can put a dent in your retirement planning. The next one is, it's, it's a tough one, and that's becoming a caregiver for your parents.
6: Yeah, we see this often enough, and unfortunately uh, we do. We want to get to a place where we can help parents, investors, savers, where they have the resources to cover their medical expenses, care later on in life, so long-term care insurance if needed. Their nest egg is big enough to basically self-fund any events that go on. Even the knowledge of things like reverse mortgages to cover most or all the care of costs in the future, where hopefully the children can participate in care if if they can and are able but are not having the burden and you know, do not have to take that role. We can definitely help plan for that and show how that looks to our clients. And
1: five things that can happen within your family that could put a dent in your retirement planning, and that would be a collapsing family business.
6: I've got to know a few business brokers in Southwest Florida and had different conversations with them. And, and a lot of times they speak with folks who haven't really planned for their business and maybe have just reinvested in their business so they could earn an income, but they didn't reinvest in business to make the business saleable. So I guess there's nothing wrong with that. If, if you're reinvesting in business to make you know, earn a living and earn your income, that, that's fine. And if it's not going to be a saleable thing in the future, you just have to plan for that, meaning separately, on the side, save and invest for your nest egg and retirement separately, not in your business. A lot of folks do reinvest in the business because they plan for it to be saleable and, they, and you can plan and structure it ongoing where partners or make it go through business brokers to sell. And that's an asset instead of just something you're going to unwind and have no value at the end. But yeah, these closely held businesses may or may not be set up to be saleable, and you just have to plan you know, accordingly for your situation.
1: Five things that can happen within your family that can put a dent in your retirement plan. The last one makes me the saddest and
6: actually kind of the maddest, and that's elder financial abuse. You see some horrible examples of this that happen, and yeah, it's awful. To prevent it, how do you prevent it? Look for signs that things aren't going as normal. Look for signs with your parents that they aren't remembering things or Ask to be review review statements, agreements with them periodically. Ask them questions about, you know, advice on something that you might be doing in the future to see if they've actually covered it. Like if something happens to mom, what, you know, coming up in the future, what should I do? And then see what the dad has to say, what is he planned, or vice versa. A great benefit of having someone like Annex as a partner, it's our job to be questioning and understanding circumstances and asking questions. And we act as a buffer. We can push back in a professional way if, if things don't sound right or don't seem right. And we can ask questions and, and quest to see things of, of, of value, uh, financial statements, circumstances to help prevent problems and then uh, obviously make people aware that there is a problem and help you know, with the next steps. So that's one of the things we can do to help as Annex, but obviously this is a topic that We don't want to see, and we want to prevent.
1: Annex Wealth Management provides investment in retirement planning, tax planning, and estate planning as a fee-only fiduciary. Our website, you can visit it on a Sunday morning, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Brian Fiore, Branch Director, Annex Wealth Management, Naples. Thanks for your time this morning.
4: Thank you, Danny. Good to talk to you.
1: Going to take a quick break. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News.
4: It starts with a call. With one call, you can start seeing your future more clearly. If your financial picture is cloudy because you're getting conflicting tax, investment, and estate planning advice, help is a call or a click away. Annex Wealth Management's team works to get your investment plan in line with your tax plan and your estate plan. Build confidence with one team working to create one comprehensive plan as a fee-only fiduciary. Annex Wealth Management. One team, one plan, one fee. AnnexWealth.com.
1: Sure, there are market updates, but learn something new and interesting with the Know the Difference Minute from Annex Wealth Management. We'll go beyond the usual topics and dig in deep on developing and breaking stories. Catch them all on Spotify. Search Know the Difference Minute from Annex Wealth Management. Team,
0: tech, trust, and a fee-only fiduciary model that works in your best interest. Can your advisors say that? This is the Annex Wealth Management Show.
1: We're back. Quick reminder the website, annexwealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Get going on that free portfolio analysis. Also, Women in Wealth webinars got one coming up on the 15th. So that is next week. Financial Self Defense. You can register for that at annexwealth.com. Look for the events tab. I'm Danny Clayton. Todd Voigt, our chief investment strategist, is here, and Mark Beck, director of wealth management services.
2: And Todd, we wrapped up our last segment discussing the valuation level of the market. And, you know, we're talking about what looks like a very uh, overvalued market right now. And I want to put that in context to low interest rates because these two things go together. And I think for our listeners who might be thinking about, where do I go from here with my investment strategy, it's important to think about how interest rates affect valuation levels and what is expensive versus you know, a reasonably valued market. So I think you mentioned a P-E ratio around 30. That's about where we are right now. But we also have to look at forward expectations for growth and expectations for changes in interest rates.
3: Absolutely. Hit the nail right on the head so the interest rate factor comes into play early on for example in january real interest rates are rising that's nominal interest rates minus inflation is real okay real interest rates are rising because the economic growth forecasts are rising as well now that can be helpful for a while but if higher nominal rates are from inflation now that presents a problem for stocks. so that starts compressing valuation so what when do we cross that threshold of of interest rates really impacting stocks is the question that figure that probably that yield is is in that two percent 10-year yield area we went from one percent to 1.7 on our way to probably two percent so north of two percent starts creating a problem for stocks
2: You know, it's interesting how you lay that out with the nominal minus inflation is real. And people ask me all the time, you know, will rising interest rates be a problem for the market? And often my response to that is it depends on why interest rates are rising. And I think you just
3: spoke to that point. Exactly. And then, um, so the Fed has made it clear they're going to let inflation run and, and they're very reactive. So Powell on Thursday indicated that you know, you're basically changing the, the regime of the Federal Reserve from being proactive to reactive. So they're going to wait for inflation uh, to get north of 2% as well. So that, that then says at some point, while that sounds positive, it's going to be problem for stocks. So all the greatness in the economy, um, in economic growth and, and company profits, et cetera, you have to look the valuation to see if it's already reflected in the market. Just like an individual company. You like Krispy Kreme, line out the door, like warm donuts. You look to PE to see if that is already reflected in the stock price.
2: Yeah, that's interesting. Um, and would you say right now what we're reflecting in the stock price is, you know, almost a Goldilocks growth environment?
3: Absolutely. It's it's so that now it doesn't mean it can't the market can't go higher. It can go higher, but now it's already has a high bar To meet, it has to meet those expectations, and not only meet them, but exceed them to go higher. And if it goes higher from here, that might be. And then the analogy I use, people make the comparison or reference to 19 or 2009 or 2008. I make the reference to 1998, and the reason I do 98, not 99, is because the market was overvalued then. But it can go even more overvalued and that's when all the speculative elements come into the market and drive the price higher that's when you should start battening down the hatches and and being more actively managed one thing i like about annex is it's not about passive we like passive however there's a period you go into where you it favors active management
2: certainly i you know i think we're definitely in that environment now and i think it You know, your reference to sort of expectation of Goldilocks growth environment is also going to be the driver behind higher levels of volatility. So if I think about, as investors, Mm -hmm. where we're going from here, we're going to need to be prepared for a few spots along the way uh, where we're going to get, you know, some short-lived corrections. Todd Voigt, Chief
1: Investment Strategist Annex Wealth Management. Have a great Sunday. Thanks for joining us. All right. Thank you. Mark Beck, this
2: is the time. Hit that Get Started button at Annex Wealth Management. Why not? You bet. That's a great opportunity. Second opinion, review of your portfolio. Are you going the right direction?
1: Mark Beck, Director of Wealth Management Services. Thanks for joining us. We will see you in a week. In the meantime, the website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Sure appreciate you listening. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News.